Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. I am excited to get back into Psalm 28 today. I want to build off of what we talked about yesterday and look at what David is actually asking to be rescued from. You cool with that? Absolutely. Would you mind reading today from the New King James? You bet. I've got it right here, Psalm 28 from the New King James Version of the Bible, a psalm of David. To you I will cry, O Lord my rock. Do not be silent to me, lest if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to you, when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary. Do not take me away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, who speak peace to their neighbors, but evil is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them according to the work of their hands. Render to them what they deserve, because they do not regard the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. He shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving refuge of his anointed. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also and bear them up forever. Wow. Wow. I I just have to say that... I am so glad when we decided to do our Bible reading for this year, Mm -hmm. and then, of course, what that has um, turned into for our blog posts and our podcasting, that we didn't decide to do kind of the normal thing, let me pick my 50 favorite Psalms, and let's see if we can find the ones that would be most important for people to hear, and instead, we just took the easy cop out and said, no, we're going to do the first 53 Psalms. Um, and, and I guess that's a cop out. I, it's a choice. <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like. I felt like, no, I don't want to do the work of picking out the best 53. I just want to start and we'll move through. I, I am so glad we've done that because I am seeing connections and themes And honestly, taking this approach has, for me, opened up the Psalms in a way that I have never experienced them before. I don't know if that's happening for you. I hope it's happening for everybody who's listening. It's it's really really moving. And this week is one of those weeks where I'm really, really, really seeing connections and themes. And I'm just so glad we've walked through this. So yesterday, I highlighted the fact that I think we often overlook that little word, like. If we miss the simile, we've misunderstood really I, what's going on in this psalm. I think so. I think what's happened is is too often I just saw the phrase go down to the pit and immediately assumed, like so many other of the psalms where he mentions going down to the pit, that David is afraid that he's going to die. Right. And he's asking for deliverance from his own death. That's not this one. I don't think that's what's happening here. In fact, I, I want you to, to look at this. He, he, is, he does not ask for deliverance from the enemies. No. Do you notice that? No, he doesn't. He's not, he doesn't say anything about the enemies will drag me away. He doesn't say anything about my enemies will overwhelm me. He doesn't say anything about that. What his actual request is, and this, is, this to me is the key, verse 3. Mm-hmm. 
Do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. So there's that prayer addressed right to God. And don't lump me in with these wicked. Don't treat me the way the wicked will be treated and deserve to be treated. And so the question, so I think you're on the same page with me here as we're walking through this. So the question then is what or whom is David asking to be saved from? Yeah, so if he's praying to God, don't treat me like you will treat the wicked, he's actually needing to be saved from God, from God's wrath and judgment against the wicked. That That's exactly right. I think that's exactly what's going on here. He is not asking for deliverance from the wicked. Mm-hmm. He is asking for distinction mm, from the wicked. Word. He wants the Lord to make a distinction between him and the wicked. And do you remember, was it last week we were talking about channeling Moses um, and yeah, channeling yeah, yeah. Joshua from that psalm as yeah. we were reminded in the previous psalm of what God did with Moses? Mm-hmm. I can't help but think as I consider this distinction, the plagues themselves. Because you remember what God did. What was it about plague three or plague four? All of a sudden, he's the first couple, we don't see this, yeah. but he starts saying, but this only happened, or excuse me, this didn't happen in Goshen. This right. didn't happen. Where the Israelites The Lord lived. made a distinction. The mm-hmm. Lord was wondrously showing his distinct yeah, I think love for Israel. The, the plague of darkness was like that, wasn't it? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they was, had light. Yeah, the they hail. had light. The, I mean, there's these last seven, I think it was, that he did and Of not, course, with the Passover. And obviously yeah. with the Passover. And David is asking for that same kind of distinction. Do mm. not drag me off with the wicked. Do you see... Do you see that not only is the prayer to distinguish me from the wicked, but also that he is seeking justice be meted out to the wicked? Is David asking for both things? Yes. Yes, yeah. he absolutely yeah. is. Can we put a pin in that part of it, though, and okay. maybe talk about that at a different conversation? Because I think that's truly important and deserves its own own time. Okay. I, I Today, I'd like for us to focus on I deserve that same justice. Mm-hmm. As the wicked. As the wicked. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid that God might actually give it to me. And I am begging and pleading. And what this shows is this this series, this theme we've been going through since about Psalm 23. I think we're, we're picking up steam and realizing what's going on. Let's back up. Psalm 23. Shepherded from pasture to palace. And David's conclusion in Psalm 23 was? Dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to dwell in the house of the Lord forever which led us to Psalm 24. And Psalm 24 was the meditation on who actually gets to dwell there. Yeah, Here's this God. He is amazing. He is mm-hmm. too large for the temple that we plan at David's time planned to build. He's too large for the tent. So, so the gates have to be lifted up. It's this, this amazing thing. So who actually gets to dwell with him? Well, the person with pure heart and clean hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Psalm 25, anticipated objection. Uh-oh, I'm a sinner. What about me? What about me? Do, do I get to dwell in this house when I am a sinner? And that's where David prayed, Lord, remember me according to your steadfast love. Remember me according to your mercy. Remember me according to your covenant, mm-hmm. not according to my sins, mm-hmm. not according to the sins of my youth, not according to my transgressions, yeah. my rebellions. He wants to be the cleansed one. And the, the point was that the reason, even though he had been a sinner, that he's going to get to dwell in the house of the Lord 
It's because the Lord is a merciful, loyal, steadfast, faithful God who does forgive iniquity and transgression and sin. Yeah. And so what a what a wonderful thing. And so there in Psalm 25, for your name's sake, O Lord, this is verse 11 of Psalm 25, pardon my guilt for it is great. Be- because of who you've declared yourself to be, well, that gets us into Psalm 26 as David is now expressing his distinction between himself and the wicked. Okay, I've sinned. I'm not I'm not actually different from the wicked because I've been perfect. But I tell you what I have been doing. I have been walking in your paths of steadfast love and faithfulness, which he was able to equate with walking in integrity. I haven't taken your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness as a license to sin. And I certainly haven't gone into apostasy seeking after mediums and necromancers and seeking after false gods and idols. I've been dancing. I've been well dancing. I've been giving thanks. I've been proclaiming thanksgiving around your altar. And then we get into Psalm 27, and here is this wonderful praise of the Lord as his salvation and how he's going to have confidence. He knows that the Lord is going to care for him just like he did Moses, and so he needs to wait on, wait the, on Lord. the Lord, Yep, channeling Joshua there. Mm-hmm. What we see in this, though, is that here's, the, here's this time in the interim when I'm walking through this life, and I, I believe that God is making a distinction. I believe that God is is delivering and is not but I have this I have this little fear. I have this little fear. Cast me not off, forsake me not, he cries. Teach me your way. But I'm going to end with the faith. I believe that I will see the Lord's goodness. And now we get to Psalm 28, and it's that fear. It's that fear that maybe God isn't going to make a distinction. Maybe Maybe I'm going to be judged based upon the works of my hands. Maybe he is going to remember me based on the things I've done instead of according to his steadfast love and faithfulness. It may be that when he comes in and judges the wicked, I am going to be dragged off just as they are. I am going to be swept away. This is David's plea, his his request, please save me. So, and that begins in the first verse, to you I will cry, O Lord, my rock. And we've talked about the rock several times, but the idea of the cleft of a rock, the place of safety. And what's so powerful here is that the place of safety in God is to protect you from the righteous wrath of God. Yes. That the judge and the danger is also the savior and the rock. Yes. I think it's one of the things that I often forget, that we often forget to highlight. What we actually need salvation from mm-hmm. is not my coworker who stabbed me in the back to get the promotion. I don't. I, what I need salvation from is not really the neighbor who lied and gossiped about me to make me look bad. What I actually ultimately need salvation from is the wrath of God that comes upon those who are sinners, because yeah. I are one. Mm-hmm. I think about Paul's statement in Romans chapter 5, beginning at verse 6. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Mm. 
For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Amen. That, and that's the message. Mm-hmm. That's the message. I deserve God's wrath. Mm-hmm. I am a sinner. My hands have been befouled. My heart has been defiled. I deserve to be swept away with the wicked. Yeah. But God sent his son Jesus to die so that my hands could be cleansed. So that there could be a distinction made. So a distinction could be made. Yeah. And you know, as I walk through this Christian life, it is so easy for me to get wrapped up in my guilt and my struggle and my memory of the wrong that I've done and begin to doubt that God could or would save me. Yeah. Why, why, would he, why, why wouldn't he just wipe me out with the wicked? It's what I deserve. But all And that's where David is. And so David is begging and pleading for mercy. Be merciful to me, the sinner. And that's, that's my only option. Mm-hmm. But have what to, I... I'm sorry. No, 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 you're right. We have to seek God's mercy. And the, the salvation can only be found in God himself. Through his son his wrath, Jesus. Through the gospel of Jesus. And what we have that David didn't have is we've got Jesus. Amen. I know he wants to make that distinction. Amen. Oh, we've got so much more to talk about here. This is just a moving psalm for me. But let's go ahead and wrap up for today. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's know what you're learning from these psalms or from whatever you're reading. Would you wrap up with a prayer with me? Lord God, make a distinction. Do not drag us off with the wicked, but remember us based on your covenant with Jesus Christ. Lord, we do walk in your steadfast love and faithfulness. And though we stumble and fall, we call on you to lift us up and teach us your ways and draw us into your paths. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.